My man Junior on the motherfucking beat with some straight up in. What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming in with the newest edition of the Microdose, Microdose Volume 2. With me, Robin Seto. How you doing, kid? I'm great. The weekend's coming up. You got anything you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to not having to wake up at 6 (laughs) o'clock. That's that's a good thing to look forward to. That's definitely a good thing to look forward to. Were there any movies coming out this summer that you're really anticipating? And like, you know, these schedules get released. For instance, I was looking forward to Fast and Furious 9 four months ago, but we never got that. (laughs) Um, and I, I just accepted it and I moved on with my lot in life, but other, other movies have tried to, have tried to hold on, have tried to just lay on the ropes and take a couple blows and go, no, we're coming out in two weeks. No, we're coming out in three weeks. No, we're coming out in four weeks. Um, and now Disney has announced that, uh, Mulan and, uh, Avatar are shelved indefinitely. We just don't know what to do anymore. There's, there's no hope. Um, (laughs) <laughs> There's no magic kingdom. Robin, is there anything that you were looking forward to that ultimately might be cursed this year? The only thing that I, I that was even kind of on my radar was the was Bill and Ted three. And that is getting a release at some at some point through some sort of streaming service. Yeah, it's a just normal video on demand pay per view. So I don't ah. know if they're gonna do uh do like what Trolls Two did and have a twenty dollar window. But Bill and Ted 3 will see the light of day after much a much rumored 10-year production delay. Yeah, considering all the all the hoops that movie went through to get made, they they probably got lucky. They only pushed back their date like two times, I want to say, before they finally just went like, all right, we're whatever theaters are open that'll take us, we're gonna put you we're, we're gonna put our product in that, but we're also just gonna release it on pay-per-view. Yeah, Deal get it. it out there. Just we gotta get it out there. <laughs> Uh, what what else besides Mulan was shelved? Avatar two. Avatar two, which quite frankly, I I haven't had any any desire to see the that first movie. That first movie was uh, uh, exhausting, <laughs> and uh, let me explain why I said that. It came out in like December of what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, like it came out in a de- in December. And it was sold out consecutively enough times I finally didn't see it until like late February. And it was still like a packed theater. And this was a 3D screening and that's the extra $3 there. Like the the 3D in it is fantastic. And if you didn't see it in the theaters, I do kind of feel bad for you. <laughs> However, the movie itself, I, I didn't care about it. I didn't care for it. I have not been clamoring for a sequel. I, uh, any any character names, any any race of aliens I remember is only because we've just been mocking it relentlessly because Avatar 2 is supposed to come out like four years ago. Oh, geez. And James Cameron has just been developing and redeveloping and perpetually redeveloping his technology to make it an even bigger spectacle mm. than the first movie. But I I just don't care. So when Disney says that Avatar 2 is shelled, I'm just like, I... I care about it as much as I care about the new mutants. It sounds a lot like it's become the Half-Life 3 of movies where Mm -hmm. it's like, is it going to come out? No, the technology's not there yet. I think anyone that was holding their breath for it has passed on. (laughs) 
like just su- just suffocated. I'm not sad about that. I didn't really enjoy the first one very much. It's entertaining. Um, it's it's yeah. It it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I watched it on like a, a HD television or something way back. Ooh. And um, I didn't like how it looked. I think we've discussed <laughs> this before. I don't like the way the HD looks. Okay. <laughs> like too many frames per second. Mm-hmm. It uh, makes my eyes sad. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I can see that being a problem. Um, uh, but other than that, I yeah, I haven't really uh, been too sad about hearing any of this stuff being kind of indefinitely shelved. I mean, I'm sure sure people were looking forward to Mulan, but I I don't know who likes those live action adaptations of animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they definitely have their audience. Like the the Lion King and Aladdin, both did tremendous numbers. Uh, but then you had something like Dumbo, and everyone was like, "Fuck that!" Like, I not only was that a depressing Dumbo. movie, but you you tacked on an extra hour fifteen of, of depression that we didn't ask for. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that sucks. What <clears throat> What's in the news, kid? You got some something something fun to talk about? So we we don't have the theaters to go to see our movies. There's not anything new to mm-hmm. see anyway. I guess there are some theaters open still. I don't mm-hmm. know. They're they're working on shutting everything back down. But uh, so I guess this started in Paris, but they have a floating cinema now coming to the states. It's going to hit San Francisco in September, and what it is is basically a drive-in on the water and people can buy tickets to I I guess bring your own boat BYOB Um, (laughs) and I well the thing the weird thing about this that sucks is I think it's not like the tickets aren't like per boat it's like per how many people are on your boat wow yeah I don't know how you're going to regulate that right so So actually, they're not even selling tickets for the one up in San Francisco right now. I think right now it's actually in Southern California, like San Diego, somewhere down there. Okay, so this thing is on a on a on a on a perpetual tour right now. Um, we I at least know that it's coming up north. I don't know. Maybe it'll go all the way up to like Portland or maybe Seattle. I'm not wow. sure. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but I'm guessing based on its trajectory right now, because it's in Southern California, and the next spot I think is LA, and, North then, it'll, yeah. and then it'll go all the way up to San Francisco. They'll say where in San Francisco it's they're, they're going to try this. Like I can see them doing this at like McCovey Cove. Like yeah, just... they're making you like sign up for emails to let you know when they're going to start selling. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I looked on the website; they don't even have a price up right now. So I, I had read a little bit about the the Paris exhibition, and I forget if it was just a, a day or a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. they were talking about like only 50 boats are going to be allowed at this event, so it's going to be a lottery draw. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't, an, it didn't sound like they were charging money, but at the same time, it was just like, what, um, just how do you enforce any of that? How do you keep other boats out of the canal or the water? Mm-hmm. Um can you spectate on land? Probably, at least yeah. uh, depending on the environment. Yeah, I would assume like uh, you would be able to see from some shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So right now it's uh, at an undisclosed location somewhere in the San Francisco Bay. Um, it's it's going to be... Could even, a, that could be anything then. The, the San Francisco Bay... Oh, yeah, boy. it could be anywhere. But, it could be um, at the Alameda, uh, the Alameda Naval Grounds. This one looks like it's going to be really, really Where small. All the nuclear vessels are. This one's, yeah, no nuclear wastes. Uh, the the cinema is going to be twelve to twenty four mini boats holding up to eight people per boat. So that's not that many. So it's going to be pretty small. So I guess maybe a more bougie area of, mm -hmm. of the Bay. Um, this and definitely it, sounds like a high price ticket. Yeah. I mean, and it, then it there's looks, a boat involved and like, are they providing the boat or do you have to I, provide it, the boat? You know what? It sounds like maybe they are providing the boats because it says each boat holds eight people, but you have to buy a whole boat's worth of tickets, whether or not you have eight people on the boat. So that's that's the catch there. And it, it sounds looks, really neat, but it's so classist. Yeah, no, it, it, and, and they don't have a, a list of what movies are going to be playing, but it hints that a mix of golden oldies and new releases will be announced when the tickets go on sale. I oh, feel like E.T. and Jurassic Park has made its rounds to every retro theater right now. Like, if, if a theater is open, you can expect one or both of those titles there. Yeah, probably. Um, maybe they'll show Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> why are you bringing that up? Oh. Because it's two and a half hours. How many? Oh, so it's going to be for one week starting in September uh, September 2nd. Mm -hmm. So I guess every night they'll be showing a different movie. Wow. That'd be, I mean, that's a really cool idea. I would like to know more. I would like to know more too, but they're being all weird about it. And like, we don't know. I think maybe <laughs> they're, they're being tentative about it. Playing hard to get, huh? Right. A little, we want to make sure people come, but also COVID. Uh, mm. <laughs> What are movies they should avoid playing at this thing? Now, like an obvious answer, I feel like is Titanic, um, <laughs> the Poseidon Adventure. But, you know, obviously those are huge, huge mammoth ships. And we're talking about itty bitty little dinghies here. But um, I don't know. Th those were just two ideas, I think. What, what do you think is a movie they should not play? Uh, well, Jaws. Jaws. I get, you know, I have not seen Jaws. And I, I, every time it gets brought up, my attitude is still the same. Just like, I wouldn't be in the water. I mean, it's a shark. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, not, it's not your neighbor's kitten, so you can't rub its belly and go, oh, those are, those are good jaws. Like, no, you're going to get your arm eaten <laughs> off, okay? Jaws. Yeah. Uh, like, I've, I've never understood jaws, and I've always thought the fear was just over-irrational. It was just like, yeah, you, you swim that far out to see you're going to get your ass eaten up. Like, come on. <laughs> It's like that, that shit is still going on today. I don't yeah, know. Good boy. Uh, I mean, I do get like wigged out when I go swimming in like a natural body of water that's like super deep, but that's mm -hmm. for just because it's like crazy deep and I don't mm -hmm. know what's down there. It's not like, oh, it's a shark. The first and so far only time I've been to Hawaii, it was so beautiful that I forgot that I am not a strong swimmer. So <laughs> they have. They have those little ramps or whatever that you can lower your, your family boat into with the truck and mm. then let it wade out to sea. And that's probably how I should have entered the water. But 
two, my two friends were just just jumped into the ocean off a rock, and I was like, "Fuck it, me too. We got snorkel gear. It'll be fine." And I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then the reptiles are slamming me against the the rocks. It's it quite embarrassing. Uh, my friend fortunately noticed me flailing about and prevented me from drowning well in advance. But uh, uh, then, at that point, I was like, "Yeah." Maybe I don't go back in the ocean. <laughs> I have a funny, uh, embarrassing Hawaii story also from the only time I've ever been to Hawaii. Hmm. I was with um, I was with my ex's very rich family. Okay. <laughs> and they signed us all up to go like snorkeling around this like uh, dormant volcano uh, <laughs> where there's like all sorts of tropical fish and shit. And it was really gorgeous. But like I'm snorkeling around and I'm like, oh, I feel really nauseous i get back on the boat and immediately vomit over the side of the boat well this was over the side and all of these beautiful brightly colored fish swim up to the surface to eat my barf (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so and uh and then i was sick the rest of the trip oh my (laughs) anyway so that's the floating cinema yeah, maybe maybe you you can just uh, town around San Francisco and see if you can find out where it is. Uh, you know, it would be nice nice to get out of the house in September. <laughs> um, so it would it'd be nice to see what downtown looks like again. Um, <laughs> I remember my last bar, my last beer at the bar. I remember the last movie I saw. Don't remember my last bus ride, but you know, it would be nice to experience all those things again, just for the sake of experiencing them. (laughs) Um, TBD. Yeah. So I thought this was kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess recently Julian's auctions held an auction of over 900 Hollywood memorabilia items, including, but not limited to the 2001 space Odyssey space suit. Okay. Christopher Reeve's cape from Superman. Now, is it from uh, Superman the movie, or is it from one of the other ones? Because I've seen, I've seen a Christopher Reeve costume, but it was specifically marked from Superman three, and I was a little bit sad. (laughs) It just says it was worn by him in the Superman film franchise. It doesn't specify. Okay. First two Superman films. Oh, okay. Sold for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the space suit and the helmet combo sold for 370000 Oh, That's pretty nuts. That's uh, crazy because there's nothing, nothing fascinating about it. Like Superman's cape is Superman's cape. It's easily recognizable. You'd be like, whoa, is that the one that Christopher Eve wore? And you'd be like, yeah. I'm like, wow. But if you just showed me a space suit, it could literally be from a discovery mission it could be from 2001. It could be from the failed Ryan Reynolds movie Life. Like, I, it could be from Gravity. I, I wouldn't know the, the difference. From the fake moon landing. From the fake moon landing. <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference. One spacesuit from another, honestly. And I recently just saw 2001 as of like a couple of years ago, but nothing about those suits stood out. I was just like, oh, okay, this is... I don't know. Kubrick fans are weird. I mean, they are weird. Kubrick was weird. So his fans are all obsessive too mm. you know all oh, kubrick um what other weird things were sold uh just a, a quick little mm, tip tap here uh bilbo's pipe from the lord of the rings mm. 
which went for $28,000. So, I mean, it's a pipe that you, you probably can't even use. And- well, here's, yeah, here, here, since you said that, let's say you have 28 grand to burn. Like, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's nothing. Do you, do you do take I- that pipe and pack it full of bud? Because <laughs> I, mean, I think you do. Yeah, I, I drop. I dropped some heavy cash on this thing. I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to use it. And I'm going to wonder, did Sir Ian McKellen smoke out of it as well? Oh, it was used by, by Ian Holm, actually. Oh, so, God. see, it's not, even, it's not even the cool pipe. I don't want it, then. Don't want it. I don't, I didn't, I've only seen the first Lord of the Rings, and it was the 3 a.m. No, excuse me. It was the 1 a.m. showing because oh. it was opening weekend. And we didn't get out till like 4.30 because of trailers and all that shit. And I was not a happy camper. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't have any expectations. Like, this is going to be a cool little movie. I, I knew I knew the runtime, but like, fuck. I was like, you're trying to sell me two more movies after this? Fuck you. Like, fuck you and every Hobbit and, and <laughs> everything. Fuck all that. And I've never been back. I didn't see the Hobbit movies. I didn't finish the saga. I, I'm cool. Like, I feel I feel like I could get a lot of flack for this, but you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's the opposite everyone tells me. They're like, it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's a fantasy movie, but it's like if I wanted to sit around that long thinking about fantasy, I would just read the fucking book. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't have that kind of patience. I find uh the Frodo character very irritating. Mm-hmm. Um and I just want to see him get fucked up all the time. <laughs> so that's kind of fun to watch him just get, you know, constantly smashed. But no, I I find those movies very frustrating. And mm-hmm. and and a large part of it is the, the how long those fucking things are. They're just abnormally long. And <laughs> like the, the Lord of the Rings movies I kinda understood because you know it was three books. And but then when they tried to make the Hobbit, a you know, it's it's a pamphlet, and they tried to make yeah. three movies out of that. I was just like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, yeah, I'm, that, I'm not. That, that was bullshit. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying what you're selling, guys. Fuck off. No mm. thanks. I think that's a great spot to leave it for the week. All right, Robin, where can the good people find you and your kittens? My kittens. They can find me uh, on Instagram at seto.png. S-E-T-O dot P-N-G. That's where I put up my, my drawings of my kittens. Yay, kittens. Yay. I'm at Kush underscore Hayes on the Twitters. Um, I post foreign movie posters and all that jazz when I see something. Review for Amazon Prime's movie about Madame Curie, the Madame Curie biopic you've been asking for, Radioactive. <laughs> Coming out this Friday. And so I'll expect a review for that on Saturday at thebosnet.family. I've been Kush Hayes. I've been Robin. You've been you. Peace. I need a better outro. <laughs> Microdose. From the Bosnet family. All of these beautiful brightly colored fish swim up to the surface to eat my barf.